0: You can reach us at Proponacy.com. You are being forwarded to the contact center, coach. contact center coach. This past weekend, my wife and I went wine tasting in Paso Robles, Always thought it was Paso Robles, but it's Paso Robles in California. We went with two other couples. Uh, One of the gals my wife has known since she was in grammar school. And so, of course, they're lifelong friends. And then the other couple were we knew through them. And if you've ever been to wine tasting, you go to a couple of different places in a day, one to three, I guess some people could be crazy and do four. And you go in, you sit down and for a, an amount of money, $20, $25, $30, something like that, you get to taste a bunch of different types of wine and they may there may be five of six of them. Uh, you can then either just pay that and walk away, but they also give you an opportunity to purchase the wine on site join one of their wine clubs where they're going to send you wines over the course of time. And it's just a great way, if you love wines, to go on a great vacation. You're obviously sitting around uh, sipping wine and, of course, talking. We um, One of the guys uh, is a really good, a really great cook. I mean, almost chef-like. And so he created some charcuterie boards. And so we were able to drink wine and try uh, all these different cheeses and crackers and We had some tuna, so it was just a really nice spread. The weather was perfect. Uh, I'm from Texas, so anytime in California is always a joy. My wife loves wine. She loves wine tastings. I probably could give or take wine. It's not at the top of my list, but it was very, very pleasant. I enjoyed it, and I would wholeheartedly recommend that you go there. I've done it one other time in Napa. Uh, Paso Robles was uh, less expensive. And then it would be in Napa, and uh, would encourage you to go there. And and judging by what my wife said and some of the other couples we were with, uh, they have really great quality wines as well. I'm probably not one to assess that or measure that very well. Anyway, uh, at one of the locations that we were, we were uh, sitting around talking. And uh, I told you that we know one of the couples, but the other couple I, I didn't know as well. But the I did have in common some things with the with the guy uh, his name was Alex uh we both uh like golf uh we're both uh Jesus guys and uh we're both like wine he probably likes it a little more than I do and so anyway we were we were sitting around and we were talking and the way it normally works is the wine person comes by and gives you a little uh, little taste of wine and then proceeds to tell you all about where it came from, how it was developed, what the unique types of taste they are, whether it's going to uh, taste gritty or earthy or bold or elegant or it's going to elevate or it's gonna caress your your tongue as it goes through or it gives good nose or whatever the other wine type terms they are. So she was talking and why she was talking, uh, Alex had made the comment of same bat time, same bat station. Well, immediately I knew that that what that was, because we were about the same age and it was a TV show from well back in the day. And so I immediately jumped on and I said, that's Batman. And of course, we started to go back and forth really quickly on some connections that we had related to this TV, sh- this TV show. Well, as we're doing it, the woman who was talking at the time, I had interrupted her, she looked at me and she goes, excuse me, could you just pause for a moment? And she kind of reprimanded me. And of course I stopped and let her finish what she said. And then she walked away and we all kind of looked at each other like, wow, she, uh, she just put you in your place. And so immediately I'm thinking, there's no way I'm buying any wine from this woman. I started to call her pause and that's the way I described her from that moment on. I did end up buying a, a bottle uh, from that particular group, but that's not really the point of the story. The point of the story was is that at that moment, Alex and I connected uh, at that particular moment on a particular subject that neither of us knew that we had in common and we and we made a, we made a connection. And connection is what I'm here to talk to you about in podcast 69. And what I wanted to talk to you about is I'm often asked, what can I do today, Michael? You've told me a lot of stuff, stuff that I can use. Maybe it's going to come up. Maybe it's not going to come up. It's it's great information or good information that I can apply, but I want to do something right now. I want to do something today. I want to do something tomorrow. So that's what I'm bringing you today in podcast 69. Five ways to connect with your frontline in five days. Five ways to connect in five days. And so you have things in common with your front line. Just gotta figure out a way to connect and find some ways to do it. So here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna give you a question to ask every single day of your front line. And each one of the connections has some significance to it. And at the end of five days, You'll know more about your reps. They'll know more about you and you will have gone a long way to connecting. So if you're ready, here we go. Here's your first question. Let's say it's Monday. On Monday, I want you to ask them the question, what is your favorite movie of all time? Wow, that's a pretty simple question. And, and the point is it's okay to connect with your employees about stuff that's not important. It's not really important like your favorite movie. But it is important that you focus on them, that you ask them something about themselves. So by asking the question, what is your favorite movie of all time? You're just simply connecting and you're not connecting for anything of purpose. It's just a general question and it's okay to ask those. Yes, it is work. Yes, it is business. Yes, there is serious things to be done, but it's okay just to connect, to just learn a little bit more about them. And when you do that, you're pursuing them. And you've heard me say this before, but if you want to connect with your front line, you need to be interested, not necessarily interesting. You need to be interested. So this is just a way to communicate and find out what they think on any random subject. And it is small talk, and it's okay to have small talk with your front line. But if you're gonna ask a question, you also need to understand the second component of asking a question, and that is it also gives you an opportunity to be transparent, to share your answer as well. So whenever we ask a question, it also affords you the opportunity to be transparent and to connect back to them as well. So what is your favorite movie of all time? So I'll be transparent. I don't know whether I've really got one favorite movie. I seem to have a little bit of a, a baseball, Uh, Focus. So I love the movie Field of Dreams. I love the movie The Natural. Uh, There's a Tom Cruise film called Few Good Men. There's nothing to do with baseball that I like. And you know what? Quite frankly, I kind of like the new new Top Gun Maverick movie. I I really enjoyed uh, that when I saw it uh, here in the past week. So there's your first day. What is your favorite movie of all time? And it's okay to ask nothing important. On Tuesday, the question is, what is the best present you have ever received? And when we ask this question, really what we're doing is we're trying to connect a little bit deeper. You, if you're gonna make a connection with somebody, you can't just stay on the surface. You wanna try to connect a little bit deeper. And of course, there's always the issues associated, with, well, how deep can I go? Well, you know, you can ask, what is the best present you have ever received? And when we're doing this, we're trying to get to some feelings, maybe some special moments that they've had. Maybe you'll learn a little bit more about their motivations or what their priorities are. When we connect, you can connect just a little bit deeper, like what's the best present you've ever received? What's the best vacation you've ever been on? Something that elicits a a little bit more emotion, uh, a little bit more connection just a little bit deeper. And of course, whenever we do this, we obviously want to do this with sincerity and you can't just, just read it as if you're just reading off a list or something. We're just asking what's the best present they've ever received. And of course you want to be transparent as well, but you don't want to one up them. So let's say that they, they tell you something that maybe was a, a Barbie doll when they were six years old or, a a particular type of car or something a, a race car that they that their toy that their parents bought them. You don't want to one up them and say that, you know, well mine was a, you know, Mercedes SLK 250 that I got from my high school graduation and that that may be your best present. And and it's okay to be transparent, but but don't one up them in the sense that 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 your present is better than theirs and they walk away saying, "Wow, man, I wish I hadn't said that." So Anyway, I, I'm not one-upping here, but I think one of the best presents I ever got was my, my dad gave me for my graduation when I uh, when I graduated from college. Uh, he, he gave me a, a trip, which was to actually follow him on his business trip. And he had a trip that had to stop in Las Vegas and then go on to San Francisco. So I basically just flew with him. And we flew to Las Vegas and got to see a Las Vegas show. And when we went out to San Francisco, we went to a baseball game at Candlestick Park, which was the old... Uh, San Francisco Giants uh, baseball park, and I actually got to see a no hitter thrown by a guy by the name of Jerry Royce way back in the day. I'm a baseball fan, so uh, seeing that no hitter was pretty pretty special. And uh, so anyway, so so day two is what's the best present you've ever received? On day three, which is Wednesday, which is what is the most memorable or best call you've ever gotten? Ah, we just shifted from personal to business. We just weave between the personal and business. We've now asked a business question and that's okay too because what it does is it evokes memories or positive moments and it allows you to get into a position of finding somebody doing something right and maybe their best most memorable call might be funny. Um, It might be serious. It might have been a sad experience that they had but it does connect them To you and connects them to the company, and so when we ask that question, we're just putting ourselves in a position where we've just shifted over to work, but we found out a little bit more about it. And you can continue to ask questions after they've asked the first one. They said it was sad or memorable. You know, you can say, did you know? Did you have to show a lot of empathy? You know, well, wow. When they said that, how did you how did you acknowledge that? Or how did you end the call personally or or anything that allows you to find out a little bit more and delve a little bit more deeply into what it was. And it never hurts by the way to share if you've heard another person have a similar experience in that particular area um, that you can add on that shows some empathy on your part or shows some acknowledgement or shows the fact that you're listening and you're reinforcing or reemphasizing what they've said. And of course, with transparency, make sure that you've got one of your own calls to share as well, and if you want, maybe you've got one or two or three that might match up to theirs. I'm not telling you I want you to be disingenuous. I'm not saying that I don't want you to be sincere. Our goal here is to connect. Our goal here is to connect with our employees and to build our relationship with them, build our professional relationship with them. And we build our professional relationship with them by connecting on a personal level and connecting on a professional level as well. So I'm not going to share a call with you because it won't matter. It won't relate. But obviously, if you're working in the same business, then it should be able to relate. On Thursday or the fourth day, the question is, what is the best call center advice you have ever received? Now in this one, we're shooting for and beginning to focus a little bit on getting better, on growing as an employee, as reinforcing. And it's also something for everyone. You may hear something that they say that you might be able to use with the next person that you talk to. Or vice versa, somebody you might have spoken to yesterday or the day before might share something with you that you can turn around and share with them or share with your entire team. And this is an opportunity for them to dispense wisdom to you. So here's an opportunity for you to learn what information they've retained. And it's also important where they get the advice. Did they hear the advice from you? Did they hear it from perhaps perhaps the team lead or their coach? Or maybe they heard it in training, or maybe just maybe, hopefully, maybe they heard it from a peer. If they heard it from a peer, which peer did they hear it from? Is that a peer that's someone that has the potential to be a mentor? Is that someone they're connected to? There's so much information that comes out of when you ask, what's the best call center advice you've ever received? And remember, again, we're looking for transparency here, which is your opportunity to communicate one as well best call center advice I've ever gotten in my point of being transparent. If you've listened to my podcast, you've heard it. It was from a gentleman by the name of Jerry Hebert. And he said, what my boss finds interesting, I find fascinating. I thought that was a brilliant way to communicate that when you work for someone, you have to listen to them and make sure that you acknowledge and recognize and have as a priority what they want you to do. Because after all, they're who you work for and they represent the company. And the best thing that you can do for the company is to follow the instructions and priorities that your direct report has for you. And finally, on a Friday, or on your fifth day in a row, the question is, if you were king or queen for a day, what change would you make? By the way, this is a great question to ask for your, ask your kids, and an even better thing to do is to just make them king or queen for a day and let them run the rule the roost, of course, within your parameters and within your structure. But if they were king or queen for a day, what would they change? Which basically means, hey, give us some advice. And if you followed our YMCA coaching approach, this is basically your thoughts. It gives you an opportunity for them to provide you with some insight on how you could make the organization better. And when you get this data, This is something that you do have to act upon. This is something that you most certainly need to acknowledge what they say. Perhaps you've heard it from other people. Um, It's also a question that you can ask more details such as why, when, where, tell me more about it. Have you ever seen this implemented before? And many times you'll find out that people don't don't have an answer to this, but they do. And so it's okay to encourage and press them a little bit to help them come up with something. And they may say, well, listen, you know what? Uh, I already told you that. I told you that last week or two weeks ago, or maybe even find out that they put that in a suggestion box two months ago. And uh, it's really, really important that you, as you're gathering that data, that you acknowledge it back or follow follow up with some sort of a way. If you ask that question of everybody in the center, then it never hurts to uh, gather up all of that data and maybe provide some feedback as well. And, you know, in the transparency area, there is a, a little bit of a, an important note here, and that is, is that when you're in the transparency area, you need to be careful because in some ways you are already the king or queen, which means that, that, that you don't want to mention in your transparent response something that you actually have the authority to do. And you just haven't done it yet, but you've been thinking about it. So be very careful of of what you mean because you're probably talking about something that would be done above your pay grade, which brings me to the second warning. This is not your chance to pile on or complain about upper management be very, very aware of what you say in this particular category. And maybe you already know this, but I don't want you to come up with some sort of complaint or come on some sort of a bandwagon. Then it gets known that you've been complaining about this issue or that issue. So just remember that no matter how unpolitical your organization is, there's always some politics involved and you're in a position of where there's probably somebody that you're working for. You just need to be aware of when you you respond to that question that you've got an answer that's appropriate, that you can communicate to them that one takes into account the fact that if you already have the authority to do it, don't say something you already have the authority to do and you just haven't done it yet. And then secondly, uh, be careful that you don't step on any toes the other way. And then when they do say something, you could say something along the lines of, hey, listen, I'm gonna take the very best one of these or I'm, gonna, or I'm gonna take, you know, to my manager or maybe I'm gonna take all of them to the upper management or maybe you're not gonna take any and you're just gonna respond to them, but you know and recognize the fact that you need to Acknowledge. When you connect with your employees every day, a singular question, it's purposeful. It gives you something to do. It's a reason to connect and you get some data that can be of value to you. And just remember that when you're asking questions and you're connecting, it's okay to not have it be a critically important. It could just be something pretty basic. It's always important that you ask a, a, a deeper question They're not always surfacey. that allows you to really get to the emotions and feelings and moments and motivations and priorities of your employees. Find something that helps them to remember something more legendary, something that connects them, like the best call that they've ever received or the best training or the, the best advice that they've ever received, that connects them to the company that helps them grow and get better. And as always, it never hurts to get input and advice from the people that work for you, from the people that have a vested interest in the company along with you. If you do these five questions over the next five days, at the end of that week, or the end of that five days, you will have more information about your employees, your frontline, you'll be more connected to them. It'll be easier for you to work with them, it'll be easier for you to to lead them, and it'll be easier for you to influence them for their best interest and yours and the company as well. Listen, it's been great to talk to you this week. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. I look forward to talking to you again. Don't ever forget that you have the capacity to be a great leader. It just requires effort and hard work. I say this over and over and over again every week. Are you putting in the effort? Are you doing the hard work? Have you found a mentor to help you become a better leader? I hope so. If you haven't, start today. Look forward to talking to you next week. Bye bye now. You are being forwarded to the Contact Center Coach.